Hey there, everyone, and welcome to our last episode of the On Horizon On the Horizon RC podcast for 2022. I'm your host and Horizon CEO, Chris Dickerson, and with me as always, Steve Petrato, our marketing director. But today we have a special treat for everybody listening to the podcast. We don't just have Steve with us today. We have some other awesome folks from the Horizon team joining us as well. We thought we'd do something a little different to wrap up 2022. We're doing a little bit of a roundtable discussion to talk about some of our favorite moments from 2022. I guess you might say a few of our favorite things, Steve. I'll get my <laughs> pun in here early. There you go. Uh, before we get started, though, I do want to thank everyone who either views or listens to this podcast um, over the last couple of years. Uh, Steve and I started this a while back. He tells me we've now recorded 26 episodes with over 20,000 downloads, and we have listeners from all over the world. Um, we do have fun with this podcast. The whole point of it really is the thought that if you are at the field um, or maybe at a racetrack or just out hanging with your buddies, that some of the people were fortunate enough to get to know um, are the people you'd love to hear their stories. There's some great stories that we've shared um, over these episodes. And uh, it's just a fun little thing we do to kind of bring more of the RC community to everyone. So it's been another fun year of uh, podcast creation. We're excited to, uh, to get to meet different legends throughout the year. But like I said, today's episode is going to be uh, a little different. We've got three uh, Horizon guests. I don't know if we call them guests since they're part of the Horizon <laughs> team, but we'll call you guests today. Uh, and from different parts of the company, uh, first, I want to introduce uh, someone that's very near and dear to me, um, the, the man himself, Todd Hodge. Uh, Todd was on early in the podcast. I think one of our first, maybe second guests, yeah, I think. Yeah. yeah, number two. Uh, and I'll let that one go too. I've got tons going today, but Todd, I'll let it, let that one go that you were you know, <laughs> number two on the list. Uh, but we're very happy to have Todd with us. As, as anyone who's been around the industry for a long time knows, uh, Todd has been part of LOSI and Team LOSI Racing uh, for the last 20 plus years. He's our Director of Surface Product Development. Uh, Todd, welcome to the show today. We're very excited to have you back. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's been awesome. It's awesome right. to be here. Yeah, yeah. And then also with us, we have another uh, familiar face, although his beard has filled in nicely since maybe some people may recall him from some of the uh, Team Spectrum days. Uh, he's now the man behind RC Nation, the new platform, community platform that we've launched. Um, and, you know, also a big part of uh, a lot of our uh, actual field marketing events, events like RC Fest and Axial Fest that you support. I guess we're now calling you Mr. Community, uh, <laughs> Derek Sacklaven. Derek, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. My first podcast, so excited to be here. Oh, well, well great. And then uh, also then our third guest is clearly not a stranger to, to people who have been around our podcast Horizon social media pages, uh, a pro in his own right who uh, has his own series uh, with with Horizon here that I think he has some fun with. It looks like he and Pete uh, have have some fun uh, with as well. But uh, you know, coming to us all the way, I'm not sure if you're across the street or if you're all the way in Monticello today, uh, Ali. But uh, he's he clearly is is one of the best pilots uh, in the world, but also someone who will drop everything he's doing at an event to help answer questions and, and get, get somebody new into the hobby or to help them get the most out of their community. So 
thank you for joining us today. The legendary Team Horizon pilot, Mr. Ali Machinchi. Thank you, guys. Thanks. Good morning, guys. I'm uh, actually over at the condo, uh, not at home today. Um, (laughs) A bit noisy at home, so it's quieter in the R&D Hangar 9 section of Horizon. Yeah, we may have to do a tour of that someday because I I think every time I take somebody over to your area, it's like like the dream hangout for I think a lot of our our RC hobbyists to have the the condo, as we call it, the the ultimate R&D area. So, uh, well, thanks. Thanks for joining us. And guys, uh, I think we'll get it kicked off. Um, Steve, I'll let you talk for a little bit here. And let's uh, what is our first recap question of the year? Yeah, so this one should uh, should be fairly easy, um, but there are a lot of choices to make here because we we do have a lot of different releases. So uh, we'll go around the room, and uh, I had Chris to go up first, but maybe we'll give him a break. Uh, maybe we'll go to Derek first. Uh, what is your favorite release from Horizon Hobby in all of 2022? <laughs> yeah, you, you said it's tough, and it was tough. I was thinking... Um, looking back this year there's we released so much and there's a lot of cool things so picking one was was pretty difficult but you know i think i i I came uh i worked with spectrum for um for a little while for about a year and in that time is when we when we launched the ix12 and i think we we saw a lot of potential in that that platform and that product so i think it was super cool and probably my favorite release of the year was the ix14 um to kind of iterate on what what I would consider a, a groundbreaking uh, radio, and you know, really nail a lot of things that you know, with the iX12 being in market for a long time, I know we wanted to to get out there, and and frankly, we don't re- release a lot of radios, so to have a radio release and have one like the iX14 that's as groundbreaking as as it was, uh, to continue to better that that platform and kind of the Spectrum ecosystem was was super exciting. That was that was probably top of my list. That's a good one. Yeah, IX-14 is a big deal. That's a, Allie knows it well. I know <laughs> he has a couple. So, very cool. All right. Well, speaking of Allie, Allie, what about you, man? You got a lot. You are involved in a lot of different products, but you sure as heck do get to experience a lot of them out in the field. Uh, what do you think is your favorite? Well, big thanks, to Derek, first of all, because all the notes I've written about IX-14 just completely stolen my thunder. But, uh, <laughs> The fly here, but I, I had written IX14. Um, it's a tough one for me because I'm in like the, I'm the ultimate kid in the ultimate toy shop because we just keep firing out product after product after product. So it was a tough one to nail down. My responsible head said IX14 because, um, like Derek, I joined this company when IX was just a concept. Um, we had the DX radios, and there was little talks around the office about. Um, Android based and Wi-Fi radios, and I remember that just being like a, a concept, a wish list you know, yeah. to see the twelve come in, then the twenty, which I've used pretty much exclusively for the last four or five years. The fourteen is just the best bits of those. But um, now I've got to think about something else, Derek. Cheers. But um, <laughs> secondly, was the um, Beach D eighteen, yeah. the E flight D eighteen. Um, not my favorite plane, believe it or not. It wasn't my highlight because it's a plane I've always wanted. It was a highlight for me because. It was a real reaction to a market trend. You know, it was a great example. And the market recognized that online. You know, they'd been asking for that sort of plane for a while and we'd listened. And because of the development period, a lot of people don't know how long it takes. Um, people think we're not reactive to what the market wants and requests. And the, the DA team was one of those. You know, we've been, as air developers, been getting asked for a project like that for ages. And 
two years ago we started the process um we the, the, the e-flight development team and i was lucky enough to be involved in just the flight test aspect of that and to see it come to market and, and everyone like embrace it and acknowledge it that's been really cool yeah a lot of popularity on that one a lot of a lot of great comments and start it's cool to start seeing now all of the different repaints that people are starting to post on rc nation and the facebook it's uh, it's really cool to see the the modification community really come to life on that product all right well uh todd you want to give us your favorite release of the year Oh, yeah, that's going to be a, that's a tough one. You know, I mean, I was looking at the, the calendar before the meeting and just looking at all the product and I'm like, man, there's so much to choose from here. Um, <laughs> so I, I think a big one near and dear to my heart, uh, which is hence why I'm wearing the hat, uh, is the is little load, low C mini Jerix 2. Um, and the reason for that is the fact that, you know, when I was a kid, I never had a Jerix 2. I can never afford one. Um, and the fact that we had the opportunity to recreate that special model and just commemorate, you know, Losi's heritage and everything. Um, and just to see people really just enjoy that product and what it's all about. Um, so, yeah, definitely the Mini Jerix 2 is for me. All right. Awesome. All right, Chris, let's hear it. What do you got? <sighs> well, uh, everyone's got really good answers. And every time I hear somebody talk, I'm like, oh, yeah, that one. Uh, but, uh, so- for me, though, uh, and this may surprise may surprise people, I'm putting the F-16 uh, Thunderbird on there with a close second of the F-14 Tomcat. I mean, uh, and neither one of those is probably something I should fly, but that's kind of why I think I love them, because uh, my, my goal for next next spring and summer is to, to, to fly that Thunderbird. So um, I just think, you know, when you, when you think about aspirational, you know, wanting to fly something those those just uh hit hit the nail right on the head for me so and then i would say shortly behind that the scx6 honcho um and and Mm. i can keep adding things to my list but um (laughs) but uh, i just think that that thing was so cool uh the detail on it and everything so uh but if i had to pick one i think i'd say the thunderbird how about you steve well yeah i think derek and ali are kind of hitting the top two for me um more recently, though, the it's actually very recently is uh, is is the little um, oh, I can't think of one. I just wrote it down too. The little twin otter. Uh, it, it's that was a, on my list too. You know the the twi- <laughs> for so getting getting back into the UMX world for Horizon has been kind of fun as we kind of now have a couple more in the line. But um, you know the UMX category had kind of you know changed a little bit over the years, and for us to come out with something of this size at this price point. And with the performance it has, to me, was just a knockout of the park. Um, you know, it's such a fun airplane to fly at the larger scale. Uh, but now that we have it in UMX, it's just excellent. Uh, I love the fact that initially you're like, man, it doesn't have a rudder. Is this going to fly like I want it to? And you cannot really tell the difference. And so the team has done a great job of getting that differential thrust working. And for me, just to, just to go out in the backyard and throw that thing around and do some, you know, stole flying in the backyard is is kind of the perfect sweet spot from a price point uh, and from a features uh, area. So I, I think to me, the, the the UMX Twin Otter is kind of the sweet spot for the 2022 year for me. Yeah, that that was that would have been next on my list. But like I said, <laughs> I was trying to limit it down to less than five, or, and I think I got three. But yeah. uh, no, that one that one's a blast and, and just just simple fun, yeah, right? Absolutely. All right. So all good. Okay. Next question then. Uh, and this one's probably even just as hard. 
if maybe not a little harder for all of us, but um, what was your most memorable experience in in 2022 in RC? Is, you know, this might be uh, a moment at the field, at work, maybe a project you worked on. Um, can open door, uh, Todd. We'll start with you on that one. What What's your moment that you just think was was the highlight of the year? Uh, for me, it was uh, Axial Fest at Rob's Resort. Um, you know, just that venue was just so amazing. Um, looking forward to, uh, going back there and just, I mean, when you, if you get up in those mountains and, you know, I actually camped off site there with my family. Um, but every day I'd drive up to, to Rob's and it was just such a nice, uh, drive to go up there peaceful, you know, a couple of times I'd stop at the lake and just look at those lakes up there. Um, and then just the event, just seeing all the families and everybody out there, uh, camping, um, you know, I mean, watching people buy riffs off the shelf and go do the rock race. I mean, that's just what we're, what it's all about, right? Um, what we do every day. So, I mean, that was it. And then, you know, of course, I got I got stung by a bunch of yellow jackets. So that that made it even more memorable. Uh, but that's okay. We we made it out of there alive, so we're good. Um, yeah. So definitely that Rob's Resort, Axial Fest, California, just truly amazing. Yeah, I always I always hate when I get the text from any given event and it's like, hey, did you hear what happened to Todd? Um, <laughs> or, or, or whoever. Thankfully, we don't have those very often and obviously yeah. you're okay. But uh, yeah, that, that's part of the being out in the wild is, uh, especially when you're out in the mountains like that, there's there's definitely, uh, you're out in nature. Yep, yep. So, all right, well, that's a good one. Uh, Allie, how about you? You you spent a lot of time, I think, back out in, in the at events and, and things this year, what was your top moment? Yeah, Chris, for me, coming out of the uh, two or so years of COVID, um, it was great to hit a full event season. And there isn't an individual event um, or moment because there were so many. Um, RC Fest, the, the, the local events at Eli, traveling to places like Top Gun, up to Cumberland in Maryland. Um, yeah, just getting out and sharing the hobby again with our customers with our team guys just with hobbyists who have the same interest it was so cool it felt like a, a breath of fresh air again it felt like we picked up exactly where we left off and um yeah enjoying the hobby but um, if i had to narrow it down it'd be rc fest because it, it all came together for that one we were all one place one time from people that had never rc'd before to like you know world champion jet pilots like pete goldsmith it was all in one place and it encapsulated it for me um and one particular moment was driving in on a saturday morning to rc fest we had cars and coffee going on one side it was just like a, a little community all sharing the same love and passion so yeah if i had to narrow it down it was that one sounds good uh derek how about you i think i might know what your moment of the year was or at least i hope i do uh but what, what was your moment for the year yeah there's a there's a couple um i think uh, uh one of the cooler work moments was uh launching launching rc nation um you know, we kind of came, you know, early this year and, you know, this concept of, all right, you know, what if we what if we had our own community, right? And all these communities are kind of out there and, um, you know, spread across the Internet, you know, virtually. And, you know, I think the concept that we came into what we wanted to do with RC Nation was let's bring it all together and kind of have that central point for um, for everybody. Um, and it was, it was a challenge, uh, definitely a challenge to, to take on it. It sounds crazy when, you know, you, you kind of put yourself in like, like, a Mark Zuckerberg role to launch a social platform. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
but we've had a we've had a really good response so far and i think you know as much as you don't go to facebook and see people asking for a new social community um i think it, it was pretty clear that that people were looking looking for something like that so uh, a lot a lot of cool things that we have coming for for that platform but it was it was definitely a highlight to get that out the door launch it anytime you launch a website is is a nerve-wracking day but uh, very exciting and then I think kind of a personal, uh, but also work highlight for me this year was Axial Fest Badlands. It was the the first time I had been to Axial Fest, um, so I went into it with you know expectations of what we were going to do from an event standpoint, but very little expectations on what it actually was going to be like for the four days that we were there. And because it's in Indiana, it's you know a, a, a rare event that you know outside of our Sea Fest, it's close enough that my my family could come out and. Uh, my wife brought my two uh, two boys who were three and five out to um, on Saturday to just kind of see it, hang out, and uh, went out on the trails with them for a bit. And it's rare because we we especially Axial Fest, you're there with a bunch of enthusiasts. They know what the hobby is. They're there. They enjoy the the trucks. That, you know the 10, 15, 20 trucks that they they brought. They're very kind of into it. And then you know to see kind of that light bulb go off for for my boys when you're walking around a trail in the woods it's quiet it's kind of you in the in the truck um they loved it and they and my oldest still talks about it uh to this day anytime he sees me wearing like an axial shirt or hat or axial apparel he said that's that's axial fest when's axial fest so he's just trying to go back next year so um you know as a as a dad but also kind of working in this hobby it's it's cool to see my kids get into it and i think axial fest badlands just that short hour out on the trails with my kids was was a big highlight for me. That's awesome. That's awesome. Steve, you get to see a lot of what we do. Uh, what was your favorite moment? Yeah, it's it's a it's tough. I think I have two, but mainly every year, and it's an RC Fest one. But every year at RC Fest during the fireworks is kind of the moment where I can take a deep breath, literally and figuratively, uh, you know, off the microphone, kind of going, "Okay, we made it to the end." And just to enjoy the the few minutes of fireworks that we have, um, I usually give Andy a big hug at the end of it, knowing he put a ton of time into it, and uh, he and I always, you know, have a have a moment to kind of just reflect on it. And it was it's always a surreal moment going through all the build up to it, um, and just getting that kind of that relief of like, ah, oh, we we made it to the end, good job, everybody. Uh, so that was always a good one. And then my second one, real quick, was just getting to experience the 2022 NASCAR championships awards, uh, in Nashville this year. I know it wasn't RC related, but RC got me there and got us there. Uh, so, you know, those of you that know, we sponsor, um, front row motorsports and Zane Smith and Zane won the truck series championship. And so they invited one of us, one lucky horizonite to attend. And luckily Chris didn't steal my seat, but I'm thinking he, he might steal it if, if Zane wins next year <laughs> based on the concerts that we had, but it was just a great experience. I got to see some really great concerts and just, uh, you know, it was black tie event. So it felt like going to the, the music awards or whatever big award show you see on TV. And, uh, just fun to kind of think about, wow, you know, little old RC going to this big old NASCAR championships event. So, uh, yeah, that was, that was kind of my other highlight. Got to feel your little, uh, 15 minutes of celebrity there. Walking down. <laughs> Red carpet and all. Yeah. Good times. Yeah. Yeah, Steve looked pretty legit uh, <laughs> at that event. So, yeah, very, very cool. I, I think for me, I, I probably can't narrow it down to one either, but certainly I would share the comments about RC Fest, um, just, you know, seeing families. And, you know, we're starting to see families multiple years now, people coming back and 
really getting into the hobby and, and people getting to try, you know, to fly or drive a car um, that you don't normally get to do at, a, at an event. Normally you go to watch the pros and here we have a little bit of everything. So RC Fest for me, the fireworks absolutely is that kind of exclamation point at the end. Um, I didn't get to Axial Fest this year. And so I definitely want to go because it does look like the, the venue is awesome. I'd say, though, if I had to pick one, and especially one that hasn't already been covered, um, I'd probably say the uh, Indianapolis tailgate that we had uh, when Horizon sponsored uh, Michael McDowell in that race. And not because of the race itself, but because we had about 150 Horizon employees and their families and friends, and we had a big tailgate. And uh, it, like you said, Steve, it was kind of neat to see our little RC industry kind of on the big stage yeah. um, at, at the Indy Motor Speedway. You know, Michael McDowell is a great ambassador. He came out. Um, he told us we, he had about 15 minutes to come hang out with us. And he was there for, you know, 45 minutes and was at, at risk of being late because <laughs> um, he just wanted to hang out with, with the group. And uh, so that, that was really cool. And then, yeah, I mean, RC Nation, you covered it, Derek. I mean you know, this is, it's exciting, you know, especially with, yeah, kind of the current state of some of the other social media platforms. It's great that now people can go here, interact directly with, you know, experts like the ones that we have on this, this podcast today and kind of hear the story without the trolls and all, all the other stuff that goes along with some of the other social media platforms. So um, it's, it's exciting. I'm, I'm excited about where it'll go in the future. Definitely. Yeah. All right. Well, that brings us to the next question. Um, uh, what was the, what do you think your biggest challenge in the year was? So could be orc project, could be just a, you know, an RC challenge, a project that you might have been working on. Um, anything that might have been difficult this year. And I think this is a good chance to show our audiences too, like some of the stuff that goes on behind the scenes that you don't quite see. You just see the, the end product. And uh, sometimes there's a lot of challenges in between all that. So um, well, let's get it kicked off here. Uh, let's start with Derek this time. Derek, what do you got? Sure. Um, I think uh, I, I kind of touched on it in my last response, but RC Nation was a big challenge, right? Oh, yeah. Taking it from a concept to uh, to a reality kind of on that launch day. But I had a micro challenge in there, and Steve, you'll appreciate this one because you were along for the ride. But I think the biggest challenge um, that I feel like we got stuck on a little bit was the, was the logo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Creating, yeah. creating a new brand logo that's you know kind of encapsulates everything that you want the the site to stand for and you know it be kind of universal and work on apparel and work you know on a website and that was a that was a challenge i think we spent yeah. a lot more time uh with logo iterations and concepts than than i really expected uh but i think it came out good i'll kind of just do a shameless <laughs> plug here and wear shirts. Um, shameless plug yeah, but that that was a probably the biggest micro challenge I would say, in in launching that site. Um, but just the whole project in general was uh, was fun. Um, like I said, it's it was it's cool to see it go out and people you know join and you start seeing web traffic to it. Um, that's always an exciting moment. But yeah, a lot of work went into to getting it out there. Yeah, definitely. I second that. RC Nation was a big lift on everybody's part, and the logo so, took way too much time, but it was good in the end. So. <laughs> All right. Uh, Todd, what about you, man? Yeah, we're working on so much cool stuff. Uh, everyone presents its own challenge. But I think the big one was the uh, – let's see here. I mean this – probably the – this is probably going back a little further than we want to. But like the SCX6, 
Um, so when we were originally developing that product, um, we it was planned to be brushed. And we're out there on the trails and Richard's coming in the office every day after he's out testing. He's like, yep, motor went up in flames. And like the front of the body would just be melted like a blown, you know, blown head gasket or something. I mean, <laughs> and luckily the beauty of Horizon, right? We have the Spectrum team working on product in parallel. So at the, at the same time, we're working on these censored brushless systems. So I told Rich, I'm like, we have to put the brushless system in there. And he's like, it's going to cost too much. There's no way that we're going to make that work. And we put it in there, we test it, everything works great. And we went with it and we end up with this pinnacle product with the SCX6 Jeep and the Honcho with that brush, you know, with that censored system in there, full smart. I mean, just an amazing experience. And it's just so thankful that we have those, you know, these, the other teams that are helping us work on these projects at the same time, because if, if the Spectrum team wouldn't have been working on that, you know, it, it wouldn't have been a good day for us. So I, I think that's probably the, the biggest challenge that we, we had to overcome. Yeah, that's a, that's a big one. That happens not often, but it does happen in, in the world of product development, although uh, maybe it does happen more often than people realize. But Well, you know, <laughs> it probably feels like it happens all the time. But <laughs> You go on social media and they're like, well, how long did this take? Like three months? And you're like, really? Right. It, it takes a little longer than three months to <laughs> develop a product. Yeah, for sure. All right. Uh, Allie. Um, so one of my roles here at Horizon, my primary role, is running the air team. It's uh, around about 100 guys with thousands of years' worth of experience um, that are scattered around the U.S. They do various events and promote the hobby, promote our brands. Um, and the challenge for me has been getting those guys to sing their own praises, you know, to, mm. to promote what they do. Um, they're, they're so humble. They're so understated, many of them, that it's been like, my, my goal this year is to try and you know in, inspire them, encourage them to promote what they do, which ultimately promotes the hobby, which ultimately grows it, helps it become bigger, more positive. Um, these guys are out there every weekend, you know, somewhere around the US, there's multiple Horizon team members um, doing events, whether they be small, whether they be large, whether they be you know, winning competitions or just helping people learn to fly. So I've been working a lot with those guys um, on social media, trying to get them more active, more uh, involved. Um, RC Nation couldn't have come at a better time for, for me as a as a team role because I'm trying to get those guys to to just you know pat themselves on the back and recognize what they're doing, um, which doesn't come naturally to a lot of them. Like I say, a lot of very understated, very humble guys that have been in the hobby for a long, long time, but um, gradually getting there. So super happy with how that's going. Looking forward to next year, um, getting some more guys on the team, um, growing the ones that are already on the team. So yeah, it's been, it's been a challenge, but a fun one, one that I'm looking forward to. Um, I don't think it's going to go away. I think it's a constant work in progress and uh, one that I enjoy because when you get a team guy that comes out of their shell or does more promotion it's very rewarding from my point of view as team manager i feel like we're we're part of a group that's um all with one goal so yeah that's a really good one ali and, and you're right it is tough to get those guys to come out of their shell and they do so much for us in the field and so much for the hobby really and that's what they do it for they do it for the hobby uh under the flag of horizon hobby and they do you know, whether it's helping a guy with a complete catastrophe in the field to get him flying again or just a simple radio programming question, their value is so impactful to our community. So that's a really good one. All right, Chris, what do you got? You know, from my seat, I, I, I think it's the biggest challenge has just been the rest of the world. 
Um, you know, we, we've got these great products that we've touched on some of our favorites. We've, we've got great events that people can come out to engage in. We've, we've got RC Nation and social media for people to stay engaged even when they're home. But, you know, I, I think coming into this year, my, my thought a little bit was, you know, okay, this last two and a half years has been insane. It'll be nice to start to get out to, and engage with our customers and kind of get back to, you know, it's even hard to use the term now, but normal. Right. Um, and, you know, 2022 kind of said challenge accepted, you know, <laughs> and kind of threw its own unique new challenges, you know, with us from supply, ongoing supply change to, you know, uh, issues to, um, you know, inflationary pressure. And, and um, you know, I think the, the beauty of it is maybe sometimes when the world gets crazier, it makes people appreciate, you know, being able to step away from that and just have some fun with your hobby yeah. once in a while. But from a business perspective, um, it, it certainly made our jobs a lot harder um, uh, than, than I think we maybe thought they were going to be coming into this year. But all things considered, you know, I feel like we've we've managed pretty well. We still came out with great new product. Uh, we launched RC Nation. We had these big events that we've talked about. So certainly, you know, probably the level of complexity was more than I would have guessed coming into this year. But, um, you know, you got to take what the world gives you and figure out how to, to still move forward. So um, but that'd be the challenge for me. I'm, I'm not even going to guess, you know, if next year what challenges next year will have. We're just going to figure out how to be successful in spite of them because the world keeps stepping up to the, you know, it can't get crazier. Challenge accepted. Yep. Uh, so. Yeah. That's how about one. you? Yeah. About, I, you know, I thought about this a lot, but the, the one that strikes me is, is more of a personal challenge, but it's just been, you know, we work in, we work in RC. We do what we love for a job. And oftentimes it's hard to go do RC. Um, and so, you know, you get done, you work your, your week and you go, man, do I really want to, I just got done out of, you know, 20 hours of meetings and I don't really want to go fly an RC airplane. But when you do, and you get out there and you do it, you experience it, you realize that it renews your passion and renews your excitement for what you do. And so all of us are pretty thankful to, uh, be able to work for horizon and, and to do the things that we are passionate about. It's kind of our primary hobby. Uh, but for me, I, I found it really hard this year to get out there at, at certain times and go do it. But when I did, it was super rewarding because um, I'm, I'm so focused on our marketing teams here at Horizon and supporting all of our various initiatives that we just talked about that, you know, sometimes you forget you got to go out and enjoy it. It's kind of the smell, the smell, the roses moment. And uh, I didn't get to uh, Axial Fest this year, but I did get to do some other things. So uh, overall, it was just the challenge for me was separating that out and trying to get out there and just do RC for the fun of RC uh, rather than the work of RC, but it's kind of one and the same at the end of the day. So uh, that was, that was a little bit of a challenge for me this year. Yeah. We were talking about that recently a little bit, just, you know, even in the context of, you know, all of us have, you know, families at home and, and, a, and a life beyond it. And sometimes that line between, <laughs> you know, work, Todd was talking about camping with his, you know, his family at Axial Fest this summer, there's kind of that line. And some of that's a great benefit yeah. that, you know, we were able to kind of have our, our work and, and, uh, home life kind of blend together. But yeah, sometimes it makes it tough to say, well, yeah, I'm just going to go do this for fun because you always feel like, Oh, well, maybe I should be testing something new or, uh, you know, all that, that sort of stuff. So, um, well, I have, I have a fun one, uh, especially with this audience and obviously with the caveat of, you know, we can't let any secrets out, but, uh, 
What's the biggest trend you all see um, out there right now when it comes to RC? What are you, or what are you most excited about? You know, the biggest trend, what are you most excited about? You, you can answer however you want. Um, Derek, we'll start with you on that one. Any trends you see out there that you're excited about? Yeah, well, Ali gave me a hard time for uh, stealing his his first answer on the IX14, so I'm gonna I'll give it back. But you know, the biggest thing I saw this year was just a return uh, to some normalcy when it came to events and people getting out there. Um, <laughs> All right, Ali, you get to go before Derek from here on out. <laughs> My mistake. We're on the same page. We work well together. Um, no, I mean, just it, it, with with events kind of being, uh, you know, with part of my role and, and making sure that they go off successfully, both from the ones that we uh, we host to the ones that we attend. You know, I think, um, you know, a couple of big events that we went to this year, um, you know, uh, Oshkosh EAA Air Venture. Um, you know, I think they had a record year this year and it was, it was and we had a nice booth space and we, uh, we talked and saw a lot of people there. And I, I think it just kind of, solidified you know kind of this return to normalcy after two years of what i would consider solo hobbying maybe you know we, we saw a lot of people get into the hobby from 2020 uh to you know through through 2021 and as a hobby that they can do without having to go to big events necessarily right they can go to their backyard they can go to their uh you know out to the field or even the soccer field and fly a plane that type of thing and i think people found that passion over the couple of years and now with, you know, COVID kind of, I want to say completely behind us, but, you know, uh, largely behind us, seeing everybody kind of take that passion and then go to these events um, is, is a good trend, uh, kind of a return trend to um, what we know is, is the fun of the hobby is kind of getting out and doing it with other people, doing it with friends, doing it at cool venues. Uh, so that was, that was great to see this year. And I would consider that hopefully a great trend moving forward and it continues to grow. All right. Well, that, yeah, certainly would agree there. We'll give Ali a minute to think of an answer since you just took his. Um, but uh, that's right. Yeah, you've got a couple minutes. Todd, how about you? Uh, what, what what trends do you see out there that, you know, kind of you're getting excited about? You know, to me, it's just been amazing over the last few years, just the scale real, realism of our products and just how detailed uh, we've, we've become with them, you know, putting interiors in our products, Um I mean, you go to Axial Fest and you see just the imaginations running wild uh, with what people do. Um, and then that'll kind of roll into just the whole RC drift scene. You know, it's scale realism. Uh, people are out there doing these drifts. Uh, you know, I was at Arma about a month ago and the uh, um, our, our, our video guy over there, Stu, he's telling me how he does RC <laughs> drift. You know, we're having one of the luncheons the other day, at, you know, at out in Ontario and, you know, Wyatt Mellon are, are you know, um, our designer for Axial, he's telling me how he's going out drifting. And I'm just like, wow, this is just amazing. And it goes back to that scale side of it, right? Like Wyatt's yeah. dream is to make a, you know, make his BMW a drift car, his full-size car, but he's doing it with his RC car first. So to me, just, yeah, just scale realism is just where, where it's been this year. I won't ask you the hard follow-up question that anybody listening to this is asking there then as you sit there with your low C jacket on. So we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll just leave that your what you're excited about there. All right. So uh, Steve, we're going to let Allie go last. That's fine. Like I said, Derek, Derek took his answer. What, what are you, what trend do you see out there? Yeah, I, it's, it's a, it's a tough question. I, I think I see Derek hit it on the head. It's return to normalcy. I also see a lot of more of, as there are, you know, inflationary pressures and, and things are more expensive, cost of living has gone up. 
what I see in the RC world is guys returning to their roots and, you know, they mm-hmm. may have tried other things. Um, they wanted to, you know, go down this path or that path, but they all come back to what they truly love and whatever that may be for them. And they, they've been investing in that. So it's kind of a jump between, Hey, I'm going to try and be a, be a master of all these different things and then really focusing in on it. Um, which, which in turn shows, you know, like, like what Todd was saying, you see the guys really investing in their scale detail for the, for the crawling side or the surface side, or I see a lot on the air side, the, the detail I mentioned earlier, the beach D18 videos and photos I've yeah. seen of the details and the scale rendering and all the rivet painting and just getting really into it where someone like that who has like a beach that doesn't want to buy a new airplane, they're going to weather it and make it, make it new by adding to it. Um, so you see a lot of that. And I think that's really kind of cool for, for both Horizon, but for the RC industry is you get to see all these really hot segments pop up of people with just insane passion. And then you look at like our YouTube uh, guys, our affiliate partners, they're, they're diving in deep and showing off everything. But man, that once you get someone that's really fired up about one thing, they just go full head on. And this year really kind of showed me that it's uh it's, it's, it's really easy to, to do one thing well than it is to do 10 things mediocre. So uh, that's kind of what I've been seeing out there. It's, it's an interesting one. This industry has changed a lot, but at the same time, it's kind of remained the same. There are still the same, some of the same segments, especially on the air side. But you start to see this kind of focus that's I've not really seen before in certain areas. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And like I said, it is kind of that extension of just scale and kind of making it unique in yeah. your own you know, things. So, yeah. um, all right, Allie, have you had time? What, what, what do you see? You see a lot out there. What, what are you excited about? Um, trend wise, Chris, uh, I think a bit of generalization first from my point of view, um, <laughs> I, I play in the segment, the, the air segment, which I think is fair to say has more of a, a senior following, um, in, in terms of the, the players within that segment. So for me, it's been really, really, positive to see more of an adoption of the technology that's out there um i've been watching it i've been thinking you know is it just me looking through rosy colored glasses is it me just trying to be overtly optimistic but part of my job is i get to read about 100 um, event reports from our team guys happens every quarter and i'm seeing it from them as well so it's not just me um and it's basically saying that that people are adopting embracing and welcoming the technology that's out there and i'm not Obviously, I'm going to be, you know, product centric here and, and company centric and, and focus on the horizon stuff. But it's just in general, um, looking at people out there adopting, embracing gyros, the safe technology, the Wi-Fi technology we have in our radio. It's been really uplifting for me watching them embrace it rather than push back. And I get it. I understand why it happens. You know, a lot of us are seasoned RC flyers. We, we, we don't like change. We, we generally tend to be a bit skeptical about new tech that comes along, but watching guys out there now, their flying standard getting better. Um, the enjoyment getting better, the technicality of some of our products, you know, like Steve touched on it earlier. We've got this little UMX twin otter that doesn't need a rudder. It uses really sweet technology that, that, that uses differential thrust and it's not exclusive to the otter the, the beach 18 has it as well future products that we have has got it have got it as well and watching people out there use that and embrace it rather than pushing back has been really cool um and there's a lot of stuff out there that i i know we wouldn't be able to fly and certainly wouldn't be as 
as many people wouldn't be able to operate and enjoy without our technology, you know, you safe and the gyro stuff, the, the fact that we're, we're talking about flying a 70 mil F-16, you know, highly wing-loaded hot jet. And I, I see a couple of guys at our Eli Club who are very new in terms of experience enjoying the aeroplane. And that's because of the tech. So watching yeah. that trend develop over time i felt like for a few years we were we were swimming upstream trying to get people to embrace it and for me this year has been that year where i've seen people more and more using it so super positive for me that's good yeah well i have to say on that one uh now i know how you feel because you stole my answer uh <laughs> but i i know I, I, I agree i i mean i feel like with between the nx radios the ix radios and kind of the build out of the smart um, system, our commitment to it at Horizon, but the customer is starting to really see the value in it. Um, I, I, and I'm, I don't kind of admit how much of a geek I am here, but I mean, like the new generation two smart chargers, every time I use one, I'm just kind of like, wow, this is cool uh, because it's just so simple and, and it tells you everything you want to know. And it's presented in a, a friendly way, you know, the little gas gauge that shows you the fuel gauge it shows you how how much charge your how charged your battery is and tells you how long until it's done it's it's just such a it allows you to enjoy the hobby rather than like you know having to think about it we we joked years ago about you know you shouldn't have to do math to charge a battery you know you shouldn't have to say well i've got a 3000 milliamp battery and it's a 3s pack and it's a is it a lipo or a nickel metal well that's an important understanding between the two um, you know there's just a lot that kind of made you have to think and get right um, to, to enjoy the hobby. Now, you know, you plug the battery in, it immediately optimizes itself. And, and then being able to get the telemetry data through the NX and IX radios. I mean, you know, for us car guys, Todd, you just want to know how fast you're going, right? right. I mean, that, that's about it. And for, for air guys, you want to know, you know, it's nice not to have to set a timer when you're flying. I mean, the things that, you know, we did for years that we just thought, well, that's how you do it. Um, it, it just baffles me. And it, it's awesome to hear you because you're much closer to the customer than I am, Allie, but hearing, you know, that, that we're starting to get that, that momentum going. But I mean, I, I just think, you know, I, I fully believe that what we're doing with smart and the IX radios is just as important as when we initially launched uh, spectrum and 2.4 gigahertz technology. So it, the adoption cycle may take a little longer, but, man, it's great to see us, you know, starting to get some traction and people really adopting it. So that, that's a long-winded answer to, I'm really excited about the technology adoption too. Yeah, that's, that's good. Well, um, all right. So we got a couple questions left here. Uh, I'm trying to pull our stuff from social media too, but uh, I'm going to skip ahead uh, just on our, just from, for the sake of time here. If you could snap your finger right now, and fix anything in the world of RC, whether it be a challenge that customers have or a supply chain issue. <laughs> I'm sure that might be Chris's thought, but uh, what would it be? You know, snap your fingers today and you fix the problem. So in the spirit of letting Ali not get his stuff stolen, let's go to Ali first. <laughs> okay. Uh, thank you, Steve. I appreciate that. Um, for me, a finger snap would be positivity. Just focus more on the positivity. Certainly, I don't know if it happens on the car side but i see it a lot on the air side you know we're almost at a point where we take stuff for granted how good the hobby is what we have right now what's available for a price point the technicality the ease of access you know the ease of getting into the hobby and enjoying it at the level that we do 
Um, and I don't think we stop and share the positive side of that enough. Um, I watch it a lot on social media. You know, we get, I don't know whether it's a social thing, a human thing or whatever, but, you know, if I could snap my fingers and just reality check people on the air side of things to say, you've never had it so good. You know, take it from me. I'm a lifelong 40-year-plus hobbyist. We've never had what we have now available. So enjoy it. Share, align yourself with people who think alike, you know, that the, the focus on the positive side and, and enjoy the hobby for what it is. So, yeah. That's really good. Yeah, that's a good one, Ali. All right, uh, Chris, let's go to you next. Um, yeah, I mean, like you said, probably still supply chain <laughs> is, is a big one. And, you know, even some of it's still traveling to, to some regards. You know, it's still um, it's still hard to get to parts of the world that, that make, especially on the product side, our job a lot easier when we can travel and, um, you know, even getting to, to some of our, our other Horizon employees and customers in Europe is still yeah. a lot more work than it, than it, it should be. So I, I would still probably still say supply chain, um, is, is, uh, it would be at the top of my list, but I think Allie's also right. You know, it's like, yeah, this is fun. Let's, let's not lose sight of that. Right. And it's never been better than it is today. And it probably, you know, six months from now, it'll be better yet. Mm -hmm. Um, so a, a lot to feel good about. Yeah. Derek. All right. Sorry. Uh, I muted myself. Um, yeah, I think the, this was a really hard question for me to answer. Um, I've been, you know, I've, I've probably the least experienced or I've had the least years in the hobby than, uh, than everybody in this room. Um, so I came into it, like Ali said, in a pretty sweet spot of things work pretty well. Um, you know, there's not a lot of, major technical challenges. And there's always cool new things that are obviously succumbing and that we're trying to solve. But um, yeah, I think in more of a generalized answer would be the time. We've come so far kind of building on what Chris is saying and in the time to kind of prep to go out and enjoy the hobby. We've come so far in, um, in, in helping to reduce that time, reduce the, the things you got to think about to, um, you know, to get ready to go fly, charge your batteries, you know, it's a transmitter charge. Do you have your, your model set up correct? Is this the right radio? That type of thing. There's always going to be an element of that. Um, but I see it more and more now with, with me and me and my kids, you know, they have cars. Actually, I think in the camera view there, the, the arm of voltage there is, is I got that for my son's uh, birthday this year. And there's still that element of like, all right, uh, if we're going to go run, I need to charge a couple batteries. You know, I got to, um, you know, go find a place set up his ramp, that type of thing. There's always these setup things um, that uh, the more we can kind of reduce that, uh, the more that the, you know, the technology advances, I think that'll be, that'll be great. But it would be great to just tap my fingers and be like, all right, you want to go drive the cars ready to go? Let's go. Here's a transmitter, um, you know, off to the, off to the yard. Um, yeah. More and more of that, especially you get further in the hobby and more advanced models and that type of thing. It'd be great to just have like this. It's ready. Let's go. Yeah. Definitely. All right. Todd? You know, I'm going to kind of ride on the uh, coattails of uh, Ali there. Um, you know, a big one, when you go to the RC tracks, you know, everybody's hunkered down in their own little race team mentality. Um, and, you know, you, you get these new people that you get new people that walk into the, the store or the track and they're intimidated by it. Right. Uh, they, they see these guys at the pit tables, wrenching on their cars. You know, some of these guys have chip onto their shoulder thinking I'm sponsored. I'm all this and that. And really at the end of the day, it comes down to that positive attitude, uh, 
you know, reaching out with a helping hand to help people at the track, you know, at the bashing field, at the, at the crawler event and just helping people have fun with what, what we all get to do. Cause that will go so far for that person. Uh, the person that's lending the help, uh, the team driver, whoever they're sponsored by, uh, just really just helping out and just making the industry, uh, just much more cohesive. Um, I, I think if I, if I could snap my fingers, that would just be one thing I just, uh, I would make happen. And, you know, it comes down to, it's like, Oh, I run an associated car. I can't help a, a TLR customer. No, you gotta, you gotta help whoever or vice versa. You know, it's, I don't care what car you run. If that guy needs help or, you know, he broke his car in the warm up lap, run out there and go get his car, help him fix it. I mean, help him enjoy what we all had the, you know, ability to go do. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Todd, I think that's one of the things that I really enjoy about Axial Fest and kind of the crawler community is it just seems like there's a, such a different vibe there where everybody's kind of out with their friend or their family. And I remember the, uh, a couple of years ago at Axial Fest, like, five minutes out on the trail, you know, and I like ripped the rear bumper off my, <laughs> my car in a, in a roll. And, uh, there's this guy, you know, like, I don't know, 20 yards away from me, you know, and he's like, Oh, he pulls out his backpack and he's got a thing of zip ties, you know, and he comes over and helps me. Cause I, I had lights in my bumper and I was like dreading the thought of having to cut the lights off to get the bumper off the back of my car. You know, he's like, I got zip ties, you know, and he like helps me fix it, you know? And like, he didn't know I was a horizon employee or who I was, you know, he just saw, you know, somebody kind of stranded on the trail, you know, and runs over to help. It's just, you get tons of that. It seems like in that, that crawler environment where everybody's just kind of enjoying the scenery, Yep. you know, it'd be great if some of those, those good vibes could uh, find their way to to some of our other segments. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's a great one. Yeah. If you could just help one person in your, in your year that will make that person that much more successful and probably make them a hobbyist for, life or for a long period of time just somebody helped me when i was a kid getting into it and look at me now (laughs) so think about what you can do for that one that one interaction can kind of explode into a lifetime of rc enjoyment yeah we need to make a rule a rule you're not allowed to hit the if i had a shop and a track of like hey you're not allowed to go practice until you help one of the (laughs) the newbies coming in the door yeah that'd be good i love it all right uh mine is (laughs) is that <laughs> you guys have really good philosophical ones. I, I just said, <laughs> I just said battery technology, because if we could just make lithium polymer technology or some other fancy alien technology, you know, in our, uh, in our holiday video, we, we use reindeer power as the, uh, as the joke for batteries. But, you know, for me, if you could just, I mean, think about how all how that would be industry changing. If we had a battery technology that could land today, that could give us 20, 30, 40% more capacity, uh, it would absolutely change the game if we could turn a airplane flight into from nine minutes to 30 minutes or a car from, you know, 20 minutes to an hour. Uh, it would just absolutely be life changing for RC and every other industry that uses batteries for any kind of propulsion. Um, we have the smart stuff. We have the convenience. Now we just need this monumental shift in in overall power, you know, density almost <laughs> in a battery. And I feel like that would just be absolutely it would it would probably end up crushing the uh, gas powered side because <laughs> it would just be so much better. But that's uh, something I don't expect to see anytime soon. But again, if we're, if we're thinking snap fingers kind of mentality, that, that would be mine. Yeah. You and everyone in the automotive industry, yeah, uh, exactly. that's snap, your, snap your finger answer. So I know there are lots of really smart people around the world uh, working, working on this. So 
Um, hopefully one day we'll be able to piggyback on, you know, uh, like the, the full scale auto industry or right. something like that. But, uh, yeah. yep, that would definitely change the game, uh, especially with some of just the energy consumption we have with some of these, you know, big success and eight S helis and monster trucks and all this stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, well, I guess, uh, maybe to wrap things up here, Steve, you know, again, end of the year holiday episode here for us, few of our favorite things. Um, you know, kind of a maybe snap the, our fingers a little of the magic of the holidays. You know, if, if you were to get up this holiday season, uh, whatever, you know, your, your religious practices, Christmas morning, one of your nights of Hanukkah, however you celebrate the holidays, <laughs> and uh, that thing you wanted was just there, uh, what would it be? It doesn't have to be an RC item. Maybe there's something else that you you've been uh we'll also make the assumption that everyone's been good this year uh we'll ask that question but let's just assume you've been good this year and uh you know what what would uh be waiting on you when you wake up that morning ali anything on your list like i said we're not gonna make you go after derek anymore (laughs) the same answer as me um, on this one but yeah for me it wouldn't be so much what's under the tree but around the tree um about seven months ago my wife and i embarked on what was supposed to be a utility room and a downstairs bathroom spruce up tidy up it's turned into a complete renovation of our house um so yeah as these things happened uh when, when it comes to my wife anyway it's turned into a complete remodel so we're just getting to the end of that now um i think within the next two weeks we'll be able to move back into our bedroom um, and start living a normal life again uh, the kids will be happy because we're living upstairs with them at the moment so um yeah if i could uh, wish for anything it would be that to be done so i can go back to normality yeah, you want the elves to come and just finish the project, right? Yes, please. <laughs> All right. Steve, what about you? What, what would uh, be waiting on you? Uh, I, I've had I've had my order in for longer than I can think, but my uh, my Ford Bronco would be a great one to see oh, pop up under the right. tree. But uh, that's been one that's been a, a not so good customer experience placing an order for something that seemingly feels impossible to get. Uh, but that would be really cool. I mean, obviously. Uh, if it was an RC item, I don't know what I would choose. I feel like uh, Allie and I have been talking behind the scenes about me stepping into some composite model, uh, something kind of a pinnacle model, as he calls it, I think, or something you know more more advanced, a little more expensive to be able to fly at RC Fest. But again, the uh, the cost and the time to piece it together is is the hard part. But yeah, to me, that was that was my non RC one is my my new truck. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I kind of forgot it's been so long that you have a Bronco on order. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. I kind of hope you get it too. Yeah. I'm excited to uh, to do the uh, Wrangler Bronco challenge with you. Here, yeah, so. definitely. Todd, how about you? What, what would uh, what are you hoping to get as a good boy? Uh, a 2023 Toyota Tundra TRD Pro. Ah, that's nice. Wow, <laughs> that's that's a good one. You, you've been a really good boy. Uh, <laughs> But if it's RC related, and after this discussion, the UMX uh, Twin Otter. <laughs> there you go. That's a, that's a pretty good one too. Derek, how about you? I don't think my ambitions are high enough. Uh, my non <laughs> RC gift that I, I'm looking forward to, or I'd, I'd love to see on the tree, is a new leaf blower. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> I got some. I got some big trees in my yard, and uh, I finally got to a breaking point this year trying to keep up with them. I'm like I just need. 
talk about battery technology, I just want one of those nice battery powered, like big battery powered leaf blowers, and I'd be I'd be a happy camper. <laughs> there um, you go. Well, I should probably ask for something more than that now with this audience. <laughs> yeah, so this is what happens when you have when you have you know kids and a family. You start you know they they have long lists, um, so you start getting into like I'd like like a leaf blower. Um, so well, I, I hope you get that. I will say, and and Steve will know because I've talked about this on a couple episodes now, and uh, I, I would say my RC related list is I know I'm not IX14 ready. So I'm I'm looking to step into an NX8, and uh, I I heard through an elf that maybe some of those came back into inventory just in time for the holidays. So um, I'm hoping that I've been good enough, and maybe one of those will find its way to me because uh, I'm I definitely need to move beyond my DX9, but I I'm I'm scared of the IX14. So uh, <laughs> I think NX8 for me is is going to be my my middle ground. So that that's what I've got. Hopefully, if I've been good enough, waiting on me. But uh, most of the rest of my list is kind of like Derek, it, you know, it's <laughs> stuff around the house. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. all righty. Well, Steve, should we let these guys get back to it? Yeah. And uh, hopefully, everyone that's listening to the podcast here was also uh, uh, was good and is able to make RC either for themselves. Or I would also say, and, and Derek kind of touched on it, I think as we were setting up, you know, part of the fun of RC is giving the gift of RC. So I know uh, I've, I've got a couple folks that I'm pretty excited that I'm going to be giving RC to, some friends of ours with some young boys uh, that are getting some Arma Boost. I don't think they listen to the podcast. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I think we're safe to say that, but they'll, they'll be pretty excited. And I think a couple people may be getting real flight uh, from, from me for Christmas too. So, uh, I think giving RC is 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 part of the fun too. So hopefully, folks out there will either be getting or giving RC as part of their RC uh, holidays here and as we head into 2023. So uh, thank you all, uh, Ali, Derek, Todd, and of course Steve for uh, indulging me in, in having this silly little podcast that we do to to uh, just talk more about RC. Hopefully, somebody's you know driving and listening to this on their drive or sitting at their desk at work and giving them a little enjoyment but uh we'll hit it again in 2023 and and uh sounds like we have to have some of these guys back to hear more about what they're working on so thanks have a happy holiday everybody